Hi teen feminists, or should I say guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome back to the pod. As you know, it is your host, Sharja, here again with another amazing episode that is related to what's going on in the world right now. And I would say, personal, like, personal opinion is a feminist issue. So, as you know by the title today, we're going to be talking about Palestine. What is going on? And I think that I'm just going to disclaimer first of all. This is not something new because this has been going on for actually like this is like there's been a lots of different like people affected because of this um conflict as the news is saying between Palestine and Israel and it's been going on longer than just a couple of weeks, you know. So that's something I just want to get out of the way for everybody to know because this is not just a new topic, it's just new in the news. And as you guys know, this podcast is all about talking about world topics that are really important. And even if we didn't know about it before, it's trying to use our voices and our power to spread awareness of what is going on so we can help. So you can sign petitions. So in our like on Instagram like on our Instagram we have this link in our kind of like link tree and it has a link to a petition to help uh, free Palestine so make sure to go sign it after you listen to this episode um okay so let's get into this episode what is it about so first the kind of guideline of what's gonna be happening in this episode is first we're gonna be talking about what's happening i'm also gonna be talking about my opinions what you can do to help and all of that that i think is really important to talk about and i think that i also if we have enough time today we're going to also talk about or like share some stories that I've heard that I heard this one story well I'm just gonna actually say it right now but I heard this one story yesterday that got me shaking it was just it was just super sad like it's like probably one of the saddest stories I've ever heard and that's saying a lot from what we do to each other in this world but so this I think he was 13 years old or he was either 11 or 13 years old and as I kind of started to research into this, this has been going on for longer than any of us thought. Like, the first incident for his family was the loss of his brother right in front of his eyes in 2011. And I would, like, after hearing that in graphic detail about how he lost his brother, like, what, someone he really loves, is that's just really traumatic for a kid to actually, you know, witness. And then he also lost his dad in 2014. And it was because of the conflict that's been happening between these two places. And innocent children, mothers, and everybody is dying because of what, really? Like, like there's a lot of, a lot of things that have been said in the news about it, you know? Um, and it's just like why like why is first of all the u.s helping israel which is it's insane like joe biden was supposed to be a better guy a better guy than trump but he's no worse than trump he just hides it and yeah it's just like there's i'm not gonna get into that in today's episode because it's not about that but that just seriously messed up um the u.s government should not be helping israel 
in this time where Palestine needs support and needs help as innocent people are dying for no reason. This kid, he lost his mother a couple of days ago and because of all the death he had to endure and that was his last living relative after his dad and his brother were killed, it was just, he committed suicide. And it's just like, seriously, it's like, Israel has no limit to who they're going to hurt. They're just going to hurt everybody. Like, I can't even imagine, like, like there are so many things go, that go into factors for why people kill each other. First, it's race, and it's also your gender. But in this case, it's because of your religion. And it's already in places like America where you already... Your religion doesn't get take, taken seriously. And then in your own home country, getting bombed by Israel is just... It's devastating. So... Yeah, that's just like the overview. But I just also want to say the fact is that I think America and people in America like New York City, um, Cleveland, lots of states in America are protesting and trying to help free Palestine because it, this is really important. You know, it's thousands of people are marching because this is, this is something serious. It's happening to lots of people. And... It shouldn't be happening, you know? So, yeah. Let's write, let's get into today's episode. Okay, so the first thing I want to get into is why um, Israel and Palestine's conflict is exploding now. Because for years, as I started to research, is that their conflict has been kept secret or kept quiet, if you want. And um, a lot of people don't know about it or a lot of people didn't know about it before this kind of just exploded on the world. A little noticed police action in Jerusalem last month was one of several incidents that led to the current crisis. Jerusalem, 27 days before the first rocket was fired from Gaza. To break down what's really been happening is that some of the worst violence in years broke out between Israelis and Palestinians. An eruption of unset that began last last month in Jerusalem. For weeks now, Palestinian protesters and Israeli police have intertwined on a daily basis in and around Jerusalem's old city home to major religion sites that kind of cause conflict because some are Jewish, some are Christians, and some are Muslim in the Middle East. Jerusalem has been the scene of violent confrontations between Jews and Arabs for hundreds of years and remains one of the most bitterly contested cities on earth. The latest event that has happened is began a month ago um, with an Israeli move to block some Palestinian gatherings at the beginning of the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. Um, Already a time of heightening religious sensitivities. After these restrictions eased, tension over a plan to evict dozens of Palestinians from an East Jerusalem neighborhood continued to fuel confrontations. Most recently, rockets streamed out of Gaza and Israel pounded the territory with airstrikes. 
on Wednesday with dozens killed and no resolution in sight. So basically what that means is the fact that Israel has been basically bombing places in Palestine because of their religious beliefs. And it all started at the beginning of the month when Muslims started to celebrate Ramadan. And like it's just now, after Ramadan has ended, that the public is really getting involved in trying to do something. And hopefully this episode helps you in try and take action. As I know, there's a lot of protests all around the U.S. to help uh, spread awareness about this important event that is happening and why we need to stand up for Palestinians. So the death toll in Gaza rose to 43 Palestinians, including 13 children and three women, according to the health ministry. Israeli airstrikes have gone to apartment towers in Gaza Strip, where two million Palestinians have lived. There's a look at why Jerusalem always seems to be on the edge and what sets off the latest round of violence. So first, it's the capital of two peoples. Israel views Jerusalem as its unified eternal capital. It has captured East Jerusalem, where, which includes the old city in the 1967 Mideast War, along with the West Bank and Gaza. Palestinians want those territories for their future state, with East Jerusalem serving as their eventful capital. But the eastern part of the city is a, is a move not recognized internationally. So, like lots of wars, it's over territory. I just, for me personally, like obviously I have, I've like, I've, I'm the outside of this. I don't have any actual knowledge of what it feels like to be in the situation. But I feel like people, innocent children and innocent women and innocent men shouldn't be bombed and shouldn't be killed because of their religion, first of all, and over territory. Like, countries need to realize the fact that territory is not more important than human lives. This is against human rights. And this is just a tragedy. So, anyways, the fate of East Jerusalem has been one of the most thornest issues in the peace process, which grounded to a halt more than a decade ago. Israelis on Monday were sent to mark Jerusalem Day, a national holiday celebrating the annexation. In past years, thousands of Israelis, mainly religious nationalists, have marched through the old city, including the densely populated Muslim quarter, in a display considered provocative by many Palestinians. In recent days, hard-line Israelis have staged other events in East Jerusalem, leading to scattered violence with Palestinians. So also the holy high atop. Monday's cl clash took place in and around the Al-Aqsa Mosque in the old city. The mosque is the third holiest site in Islam and sits on a sprawling plateau that is also home to like to the iconic Golden Dome of the Rock. Muslims refer to the compound as the Noble Sanctuary. The plateau 
is also the holiest site for Jews, which refers to it as the Temple Mount because it was a site of biblical temples. Romans destroyed the second temple in 70 AD with only the western wall remaining. The mosque was built centuries later. And I'm just going to say also, sorry for this becoming like a history lesson. Um, I just want you guys to know all the background knowledge of why this is this such like build up tension is exploding right now. Even though it's been exploding for decades. But yeah. Sorry. In recent years, groups of religion and nationalist Jews, escorted by police, have been visiting the compound in greater numbers and holding prayers in the defense of rules established after 1967 by Israel, Jordan, and Muslim religious authorities. The Palestinian view the frequent visit and attempt prayers by Jews as provocative. It is often ignites more serious violence. Some Israelis say the site should be open to all worshippers. The Palestinians refuse, fearing that Israel would eventually take over the site. Israeli officials say that they have no intention of changing the status quo. So, yeah. Overall, you can see throughout this entire history lesson, the one clear message is that this is all over territory. That basically these two governments, they value territory over human lives so let's just get this straight for everybody listening to this podcast episode we have to just know the details these two governments value territory over people's lives but this is just my point of view like from what i've read and am telling you about what is happening in the history what i can see the clear factor is that human lives in this situation doesn't matter innocent children and innocent moms and dads are dying brothers and sisters are dying because of what this is the exact same with Black Lives Matter. It's like these these nationalists or these white supremacists have this idea that they're better for some uh, like unknown reason and superior to people who look different or celebrate something different or believe in something different. You know, this is this is not right. They the people who are dying should have human rights. This is inhumane. So the next thing is discriminatory policies. Jews born in East Jerusalem are Israeli citizens, while Palestinians from East Jerusalem are granted a form of permanent residency that can be revoked if they live outside the city for a extended period of time. They can apply for citizenship, but it's a long and uncertain process, and most choose not to because they realize that Israelis have the control. Israel has built Jewish settlements in East Jerusalem that are home to over 220,000 people. It has severely limited the growth of Palestinians' neighborhoods, leading to overcrowding and unauthorized construction of thousands of homes that are at risk of being destroyed. 
Israel rejects those allegations that they are giving Palestinians human rights or that they have discrimination policies put in place. They deny it, saying Jerusalem residents are treated equally. Well, can we say can we all state from what's been happening for the last couple of weeks and for decades that that is an untrue statement? Period, guys. Period. It is not true, okay? Like, in what world is that that innocent people are dying every single day? They don't care about children's lives, no matter, like... I want to get this thing straight, too. Children are should be the number one priority because of the fact that they have no idea what's going on or why they're dying or why they're seeing their friends die in the middle of the street because of a bomb. Why is it that Israel can't see the harm that they're doing to innocent children? Does it matter what they believe in? Does it matter where they're born? No. Everybody should have human rights and be treated equally, no matter where they are, no matter who they come from, where they come from. They should be treated equally. Continuing, they've also threatened evictions. The recent nightly clashes began at the start of Ramadan. And this is just, like, the worst part. Like, Israeli police officers are going into homes unannounced. They're, like, they're just doing this because they can. They have the power. So, I read this. Okay, actually, I didn't read it. I, I watched this, like, um, IGTV Live yesterday about this ex-Israeli um, police officer, or I think he was in the military for um, Israel. And he was talking about all the harm they would do. So what I got from what he said was that um, basically their tactic was to install fear. They would have a eight-hour shift from, I think it was 10 p.m. to 6 um, a.m. And what their job entailed was busting into innocent people's homes and holding a gun to kids to innocent freaking kids who have done nothing but try and survive in a world where they are not accepted because they're muslim and like because and he talked about what he did and talked about how no israeli officer had doesn't have um shame and that he didn't realize what he did, but doesn't really give an excuse to the fact that you made kids feel like they weren't safe in their own home. That at one point in the moment, they could be gone, you know? It's like, wow. Just why is this happening? Why is innocent lives valuable than... Why is it that we can't realize that bloodshed isn't worth it? That territory, that this isn't worth it. People dying every single day in, in the streets, in their homes, because of bombing, because of war. Why is this worth it? 
So the families have been embroiled in a long legal battle with ideology in Jewish settlers with see, who seek to acquire property in a uh, crowded uh, Palestinian neighborhoods just outside the old city. Israel portrays it as a private real estate dispute, but the families who are getting killed and murdered every single day because of the Israeli government and police officers, it's not just a little real estate dispute. Also, another thing I want to talk about in this episode is ways you can help. I guess that was like all I want to say about the history because I think that I could literally go on rambling about how wrong this is right now and in the world. But I want to give you guys some amazing things you can do so you can help Palestine and help free them from this treacherous dispute with Israel. So first, I'm going to give you a couple charities that you could support to donate to Gaza and help um, them first rebuild and also have the children and families who are affected by this get the care that they need. So let's go through some of these amazing charities. So the first one is the Children of Peace. It's a non-profit charity that fundraises to provide care for Palestine and Israel children who are paying a heavily and disproportionate price for this religious conflict. There's also this one called MAP, and it's called, and it stands for Medical Aid Emergency, Emergency Appeal. It's fundraising for drugs and medical supplies needed for Palestinians, and medical supplies needed that for Palestinians who are in hospitals and emergency services who aren't getting the care that they need. Like, I once saw this picture a couple of days ago of this kid my age, 13, who leg was blown off it was graphic it was a kid should not have to go through that also there's another one called the action aid and action aid is working in gaza with local partners to monitor the situation closely and provide support to some of the worst hit families it is fundraising to provide food shelter cash and psychological help um, also, like, actually, there's a lot of them, so I'm going to read a couple more, but make sure to just search up if you guys need ways to help Palestine, too, and places to donate, because I think there is hundreds of places you can donate to to help and support Palestine in their time of need, but these are just a couple of my favorites. Also, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, UNRWA, Human Development and humanitarian services encompass primarily and help educate people with health care relief and social services so yeah and it also helps combat situations with kids and families who need shelter who need food who need emergency response um yeah so those are just a couple of my favorite um places to donate and then there's also I will link this in the description there's also this help Palestine card 
co so you could also help sign petitions because that's something really important getting thousands of people to sign petitions will help make change also a known one you guys know um go to some rallies go to some marches to help spread awareness make a sign in your free time and march for what's also uh, you could donate as i said before there's also another one called Just Giving and the Palestinian Children's Release Fund. Also support boycotting and sanction movements that help um, you take action and spread awareness. I think personally for me, because of all of, all of you and my loyal listeners, this is, how, this is how I help spread action and spread change and spread the message that they, what, what's going on in Palestine right now through my podcast and through trying to help you understand it better too. So, yeah. Also, uh, these are a couple other ways you could help listen and learn, like this podcast. This is this entire episode. So, you learn a little bit more about this conflict that is affecting thousands of people per day and millions all across the world who are trying to understand why this is happening and also there's instagram i know that's not a main resource but also google and your friends and your family that can help you and help you educate yourself about what's going on i personally think my mom and google are my personal best resources to learn more but yeah you do you. Also, take economic action. So, in 2005, over 170 Palestinian organizations issued a call for an international community asking for the implementations of boycotting and investment initiatives to help human rights and help stop human rights abuse against Palestinians by the Israeli government. The initial Palestinian call was signed by a broad coalition that included unions, academics, cultural groups, social and civil society organizations, political parties, etc. that helped spread awareness of why helping Palestine in their time of need is so important. Also, you could take a minute to write a statement of support. Once your congregation has time has taken time to learn about the issue and become involved with the efforts in the United States and around the world to end human rights abuse against Palestinians, consider writing a statement of support for the BDS movement. And some of your statements could actually even be read out loud. And there's lots of activists on social media too who are spending awareness that's really important Make sure to check those out too. Also, become an advocate by just listening and learning, as I said before, and also either joining a national network. You know, there's lots of things you can do. I think this podcast is a good uh, way to start, but there is so much more that I don't know and I will never claim to know. But yeah, make sure to go listen and learn from people around you, from social media, from the internet, because that's what it's there for, to help us spread awareness and be the change, as we are Gen Z. We are the future, and we need to start 
trying to make the world better. That's all I have to say. Thank you all for listening to this episode. This was an amazing episode to talk about and record because I think it's really important for what's happening in the world and educate some of you that don't know. Also, make sure to check out us on Instagram at Teen Feminist Podcast. We're almost at 700 followers, which is amazing. And all of that. We also have a TikTok called Teen Feminist. To make sure to go check that out too. We have almost 5,000 followers, which is super crazy. And we're just trying, we're growing so fast everywhere, which I love all of you for. And make sure to listen to all the other episodes. Make sure to listen to the last week's episode, which was all about mental health. And then the week before, which was all about saving India. So, yeah. Bye, guys. Love you all. Your host, Sarja. Teen Feminist, out. (laughs) 